Welcome along to the Loftcast. I'm Paul Morrissey and I'm joined this week by club ambassador Andy Sinton and my media colleague Ian Taylor. On this week's podcast, we look back on two incredible wins in the space of three days for the R's. Our 2-1 victory against high-flying Wolves and our 1-0 triumph over table-topping Sheffield United. We also look ahead to Saturday's trip to Nottingham Forest. After 33 failed attempts, could this be the season we lift the city ground hoodoo? As well as all that, we catch up with stand-in skipper Masluongo. Freeman twisting and turning and Lynch with the ball in, Smith with that! Yes! Matty Smith! Get in there! Guys, just looking back uh, first and foremost to Saturday against Wolverhampton Wanderers after back-to-back draws against the bottom two sides in the Championship. We're going to beat high-flying Wolves at Loftus Road. Uh, If anything summed up QBR, that was probably it. First of all, what a game. Uh, It was a great game, great advert for uh, the league we play in. But uh, we were excellent from start to finish. You know, we, we spoke last week about the way we should approach the game. Uh, spot on. It was a it was a fantastic performance, and uh, I think we just about got what we, did, what we deserved. And from the very first whistle, the tempo from both sides was it was a breakneck speed almost, wasn't it? And you you could see both sides were ebbing and flowing from end to end. There was a natural flow to the game which you don't really see at this level too often in the opening exchanges. But Rangers really came out the traps firing. Yep, as I say, uh, right in their faces, uh, showed showed our intent. You know, I, I I was on commentary, but I really enjoyed watching the game. It was a it was a game of, you know, there was intriguing little battles going on all over the pitch. You know, people trying to uh, stamp their authority on the game. Probably two contrasting styles from the teams. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a one that you couldn't take your eyes off. You talk about contrasting styles. QBR lined up as they tend to do with a back three, but Wolves for my money at least, from where I was watching, appeared to be four defenders, one holding midfielder and then five out-and-out attackers who were mm. just flying forward. And I think the job that we did on, on Neves, obviously one of the Championship's most expensive ever players, who played for Porto last year in the Champions League. And if you believe what you read in the papers, they had offers from Liverpool, from Real Madrid, from various other teams that were looking at him. We nullified his threat and that really allowed our mid three, midfield three to get on top of and really play. You know, first of all, Wolves. I, th- I speaking to people Good after side, the game, aren't they? I thought they were a great side. And yeah. yet, people are speaking to Wolves fans and people from in, inside their setup said they were disappointed with them. You know, but that shows you how good they have been. Mm. Uh, but that's credit to us. Uh, yeah, Nevers. You know, what was it? Sixty million quid. Mm. Uh, by all accounts, had a quiet game, but I was still really impressed with them. the front three or a handful to anyone. I love the lad Yotta. You know the way he runs with the ball and glides and goes past people. So for us to impose ourselves the way we did um, speaks volumes for our team. What does that say about a statement of intent, Moz? I mean, I know it's only one game and you know you shouldn't get carried away, but everybody would have been putting Wolves in their coupons as a banker away win on Saturday, but we turned the form book upside down, really. We did turn the form book upside down. I think you're right, people would be backing Wolves to, to win that game. And it's... After the game, Masluongo said, we've been playing like that for weeks. We just haven't been getting the rewards our performances deserve. And I think most people who attend the games and see how QPR are playing, while it will surprise people outside of the club, perhaps, that we've beaten Wolves, it wasn't a performance that overly surprised me, to be perfectly honest, because we have been playing like that. And barring decisions or not quite making the most of our opportunities, we'd have won 
far more games this season. It's not like perhaps in previous seasons or previous years where we're going through a bad spell and you just think you chat you know, around the offices and you think, where's, the next, wing where's the next wing coming from? Yeah. I've certainly never heard that conversation at any point this season because the way we play, the way we attack, the chances we create, I think the statistic is only Brentford have had more shots than QPR across the championship. Mm-hmm. And people are often saying Brentford are in a, a false position as well because of the way they're playing. And I think that is true of QPR as well. So it also have surprised many that we beat Wolves. I wouldn't say it completely shocked me because we have been playing, in my opinion, at a level where we are capable of beating any team in this division. And I was looking on some Wolves forums after the game because it's always interesting to get the opposing fans' thoughts on matches. And they said, one guy said, we expected QPR to shut up shop. Well, you can't say they did that. We never do and that, do we? <laughs> we don't do that under Ian Holloway. Sometimes we, you we, wish we would. <laughs> we, yeah, we, we just don't do that. And we, we do go out on the attack. And that's why people say, well, points haven't been as much as perhaps we'd like. But you can't argue that we play entertaining, exciting football. So it, it's a result that would have shocked many perhaps outside. It didn't shock me because I think we've produced performances that have been worthy of more points than we've got so far this season. And one man who epitomised that front foot forward thinking approach was Mas Luongo. And it was his crucial tackle, wasn't it? The standing skip, his crucial block that allowed the ball to break free to Connor Washington. And Washington recalled to the side um, after after a considerable time out of sub the last three games. It was good to see him back in and back in amongst the goals, Andy. Yeah, uh, Mas Luongo, you know, he was in the thick of all the action on Saturday, you know, making tackle after tackle, using the ball really, really well when he got it. But um, I think I described it as water tackle, and it was water mm. tackle. Uh, got a little bit lucky with the break, because when you tackle like that... Well, you make your break. own luck, don't you? Exactly. Connor's latched onto it. Uh, still got a hell of a lot to do. Uh, finishes it really, really well. And uh, as I say, the the way the game was going, I thought we had just a bad shader and got what we deserved. That's why it was so disappointing then, to concede just two minutes later. And mm. sometimes you've, you've got to look at it defensively. And I guess Ian Holloway has touched upon the fact that maybe Alex Baptiste could have made a, what would have been a professional foul mm-hmm. um, and picked up a booking. But sometimes you've got to hold your hand up and say, Diogo Jota's wide played a pullback and then an excellent finish from Leo Bonatini. Sometimes you just got to hand your, hold your hands up and say, you know, that's a good goal. But it was just the manner of which and the timing, really, that QBR conceded. It, it came as a bit of a hammer blow just before the yeah, break. Yeah, and how many people thought, oh, that's our opportunity to win the game yeah. gone. You think, yeah. oh, we've gone ahead and then so soon Wolves have equalised and you think because obviously of the quality that Wolves possess, you think, oh, right, second half now, it might be a case of just trying to see the game out for the point. You think yeah. to have taken the lead like we have predominantly away from home this season and then be pegged back to then go again and take the lead and pick up all three points was a brilliant reaction to going in at half-time disappointed to be drawing with the almost league leaders yeah we didn't make any changes at the break did we and it continued that front foot press um the midfield three i thought sko and uh freeman and luongo were, were all excellent but defensively as well with the likes of jack robinson joel lynch thought jake bidwell probably had his best game of the season as yeah, well it was an all-round solid performance and after one or two chances went awry at either end uh, most notably freeman off the bar smith had a header having just come on uh, connor washington's lob and then you look at the other end there was a the penalty appeal when 
when Jack brought down Cavalera and Smithies obviously makes a great save from Yotta. We talked about Yotta again, you know, providing the chance for Bonatini from close range that he probably probably should have scored six yards out, probably an easier chance than the one they took. That was the, a great move, that. Yeah, I mean, silky football, wasn't <laughs> yeah, it? And again, one, it's one of those that, again, you, you perhaps have to hold your hands up yeah. and say, you know, well, they've got passage that extra play, bit of quality. Some Wolves up have been this season, you know, one passage of play, 130 seconds of brilliance. Mm. Fortunately, fortunately for us, he uh, he couldn't keep his volley down. But uh, now they're a good side. But that's even more uh, credit to us for the for the way we went about the game. And then that winning goal when it arrived, we've probably missed easier chances on our travels the last few weeks. Uh, but for one reason or another, it finally ended up in the goal on on the Saturday afternoon. And, and Matt Smith does what he does best. Really gets across his man. Great ball in from Joel Lynch. Gets across his man. Downward header and the keeper John Ruddy's got absolutely no chance. It's a fantastic winning goal, you know. Um, Cross, you'd be proud of Sinton. I was just going to say that anyone would be proud of, you know. Joel Lynch, you know, he's whipped it in with pace. Smithy's on the move. He he, he picks up the flight, the trajectory, um, the pace of it very very early, and that just mm. gets him half a yard in front of someone. Uh, and his downward header is pretty much unstoppable. And, he you did know, make a huge impact when he came on again, didn't he? Uh, he and you don't the, like saying you don't like calling someone a super sub because yeah. he, he's better than that, but. He, he has done. Does give he you does great have impact. Yeah. yeah, he has done. Whenever he's come on this season, you know, and probably you know, someone from inside the camp, and maybe Matt's got to wrestle with a little bit. You know, how is he making more of an impact? Maybe when the game settled down, or we're chasing it, or we're really going for it. Um, but you know, the the Millwall game, he, he he sort of turned on his head. Hull when he came on, you know, turned on his head, scored again, and uh, his header. Um, you know, he got the flick on for Connor Washington's yep. lob. Uh, it just mm. causes mayhem, not just because of his size, but he gives you that physical out, presence, outball, as well. physical presence, and you know he probably occupies two defenders just on that. What we've talked about creates a little bit of space for other people. But let's go back to his finish. What a header! What yeah. a finish! And I think a sign of a, a great assist is when the three other defenders on the pitch don't go to the goal scorer, but they go straight to Joel Lynch. <laughs> and congratulate him on on the ball. It was a fantastic left foot cross, as we said, and. Really, Moz, we, we got what we deserved there because for the last two weeks in our travels, Bolton and Sunderland, for my money, we deserved six points when we only got two. But finally, finally, I guess at the third time of asking in this recent run of games, we got a, a result that matched the performance. Yeah, and if you could pick which game of the last three to win, yeah. you actually say, well, win the Wolves game because of confidence that will give the dressing room to play as well as we did and then come away with all three points. What can that do for all the players in that dressing room about what potentially they can do and like Mas Luongo said after the game when he was reflecting on it he said the draws we've been having recently you can't say cool we, we've nicked a point there mm. so he said every game we're drawing and we feel we should have won and today we got what we deserve which was the win. Mas Luongo also said afterwards we have become a self-regulating dressing room Andy Sinton myself and Moz haven't been in a professional footballer's dressing room you have what, what does he mean by that and what's the importance of that? Well, it probably means uh, the players are looking after themselves in terms of you know, getting on with each other, demanding from each other, making sure things are right in the training ground, making sure people that your teammates are training. Because if I'm playing with you two guys and I'm not getting the best out of you, it's going to affect me. It's going to affect my mm. career. It's going to affect my team. It's going to affect promotion chances. You've also been a manager then. So how important is that to hear that from one of your players as a manager? That's got to be everything, right? That's well, fantastic because you, uh, and that's where you build your trust from your players. You know, you can almost, some managers during the week, they won't venture into the first team dressing room. They almost leave it to the lads to sort things out yourself. So uh, I'm delighted to hear that. Um, you know, in this day and age, sometimes players 
are reported to get away with this, that and the other. But if we're sorting ourselves out, if you like, before Birch or Ollie or Curtis get to speak to the players, that can only be a real, real positive. And it shows the spirit, you know, that's going through the team. And also, I wouldn't have thought it's possible to have a self-regulating dressing room if there's a big turnover of players. Yeah every transfer window because and also, that needs to be created. Interestingly with this as well, this is when the, the skipper's out as well. So Ned Manu is out the team who has been here for a number of years, a long, very long-serving player and um, an integral part of that dressing room. So for me, that almost is even more yeah. for, for some of the younger lads. Mass is only really a young lad and he's obviously the standing skipper at the moment. But that, that says a lot about the characters that are coming to the fore. And you, men you mentioned Massive and just pick up on that. Sometimes the armband can weigh heavily on people. I think it's, it's the other way, right? Gone yeah, with yeah, it. he, he has been, you know, he's adding things to his game and we spoke about it, you know, if he could only add a few more goals or whatever, but his performances, uh, by and large, have been outstanding. And as I say, with the armband, so... Uh, we want Nedham to get back very, very quickly because we need him. But as I say, while while he's at Mass, continues in the in the form that he's in, absolutely fantastic, fantastic. It's been a really tough time recently, you know, um, and I know that many people understand the suffering when you're closed. You know, depression closes me from my emotions, but I'm opening the door. And when I open the door and I feel the love given from you guys who supported me way back, you supported me now, it's so overwhelming. So thank you very much. A great day on the pitch on Saturday and uh, another great example of what QBR do off the pitch as well. Andy, and you played a huge part in this. The return of Steve Wicks and, and Clark Carlisle on Saturday afternoon was a, a great occasion for not just QBR fans, but the Wolves fans that were here as well. Gave both players a, a fantastic reception, especially Clark after his recent problems. Yeah, another example of you know what what I think this club's all about, and certainly what the Forever Ours is all about. You know, is welcoming players back who've you know graced our club, if that's the right word. Um, you know, pulled on the blue and white hoops with with pride and passion uh, and commitment. Uh, fans love to see them coming back, and you know both those players um, richly deserve to come back and and take the acclaim that they got on Saturday. The interview with Clark Moz, and uh, I don't normally like to praise you in public. I'm trying to keep that personal if I can, but um, that was a real fine line, that interview, wasn't it? Because it was a fine line between you wanting to get in as many questions as you could, but also giving Clark the time to answer each question as he saw fit, because, as we said, his, his problems have been well documented of late. So a fantastic job on that. What was it like to interview him? Because... He's a big presence anyway, Clark Carlard. He's well over six foot two, six foot three, isn't he? But because everybody is acutely aware of his problems, for want of a better word, it must have been quite a quite a difficult interview to not only prep for because you weren't sure what he was going to say, but to then conduct it in you know, in front of the fifteen, sixteen thousand that were in the seats at half time. Yeah, well I spoke to him before he came out of the tunnel because we had a similar situation with Kenny Sanson previously. How do you approach it? And you, I mean, obviously Clark has spoken about his problems very openly, but doing it to a reporter just with a dictaphone can be different to, yep. you know, really opening yourself up in front of fifteen, sixteen thousand people, and they're all there listening to you at the time. And so, it was every word was being listened to. You could have heard a pin drop. Yeah. So, I, from my point of view, I didn't want to put Clark on the spot, but also I wanted to 
for want of a better word, give him the opportunity if he did want yeah. to say a few things. Yeah. So I spoke to him before he came out of the tunnel and said, we'll be reflecting on your time at the club, your favourite memories at Loftus Road. And if you're comfortable, I'll ask you about your recent challenges. And he said, no problem. And he looked very relaxed about it. Mm. And he came out and the reception he got from all four stands was was incredible. Yeah, what, credit to the Wolves fans. As yeah, well. they, were, they were really good. But what stood out for me and sums up the forever hours for me is... Andy, you don't know Clark Carlisle previously to the Forever R's. Obviously, you've got to know him through yeah. your role in the Forever R's. And Clark came, came out and he gave you a hug. And it was more than a passing hug. It seemed to be a real emotional hug from his point of view. And you look at that and you've got a player who played for our club in the 90s, a player who played for the club more than a decade later. Their only connection is QPR. <laughs> and the Forever R's club has got them stood on the middle of the pitch having a real emotional moment. And... That's surely what the Forever Eyes is all about. It's about re-engaging with people and it's about building relationships between current players, former players, going mm. back through generations. And interestingly on social media as well, which is often a, sometimes a good gauge, other times not, but shows how important this is to the fans that Clark Carlisle's interview actually got more interaction and likes and retweets on Twitter than Matt Smith's winner did on the day. So remarkable, really. Andy, you were with... Um, Clark throughout the day. Uh, he was here for a couple of hours before he left, just before the end. How was he? How was his state of mind? I mean, certainly if you listen to Paul's interview, he seemed to be in a, a fairly good place at the moment, a couple of weeks on from his documentary. Yeah, problems. well, first of all, you know, um, I was delighted, and not just me, you know, but uh, the whole club were delighted and thrilled to get him back because uh, we planned it three months ago, yeah. as we, we try to do with all the Forever Eyes. You know, we, we, get it in the, we get it in the bag, then... You know, I was we said last week. You know, we're deeply saddened along with everyone in football uh, about his troubles uh, about a month ago. So we weren't actually sure until um, that we were going to get him back. And we we you know we out of respect we left it alone for a few weeks. Then it was on the way to Bolton. Uh, I tried and get in touch with his uh, with his wife Caroline. Unfortunately, she picked the phone up just as I got to Bolton's ground and. Uh, you know, we we said what we needed to say in about the day, and she said, "Well, leave it with me. We'll have a chat." And she came back to me on the Monday saying. Clark felt it was the right time for him to 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 come down. So uh, I know the feeling within the the club when I relayed that back was brilliant. Uh, you know, being around him on Saturday, uh, certainly for myself, and I, I certainly know I reflected on the on the drive home. It just makes you feel, you know, how vulnerable we all are. Mm. You know, it doesn't matter how old you are, what you're doing now, what you have done in the past, whether you're a footballer, a bricklayer, a doctor, and whatever. You know, we're all vulnerable. So to get him back. Uh, was well, it was brilliant to see him on the pitch. You know, you've already said, and I'll say it again. Moz was absolutely superb with him. You know, the way he conducted, uh, conducted the interview to bring the Wolves fans into it as well, and he got a, he got an unbelievable reception. And I'm sure I speak for myself, everyone at the club, and everyone in football that we wish him the very, very best of luck uh, and help as he moves forward over the coming weeks, or days, weeks, months. And years, you know, because he's going to need he's going to need the support of many. And after a tough week when uh, the FFP headlines, were obviously 24, 48 hours or so, were on the back pages and in the sports pages, it almost restores your faith a little bit, doesn't it? It does make you realise that there are far more important things in life than you know potential headlines and potential fines and what have you. Mm. Should say again that the club will be appealing the FFP sanctions. So it that. Forever ours stuff, along with the fantastic playing of the last post before the game and the yeah, and the brilliant. poppy commemorations, it does go to show that 
it is business as usual at the club. We are getting on with things. There's no no issues in the short and medium term for everyone to be concerned about. But it also goes to show how special a club QPR are in their local community. As I say, Saturday, I felt there was uh, quite a bit of emotion around the mm. stadium. You could sense uh, that. Well, is it almost like a... And Ian Holloway's seen this before. It's almost a siege mentality, isn't it? If you throw in loads of mud at us, we'll throw it back at you and we'll we'll come back fighting. You can try and kill our club, but we'll never go away. That kind of mentality. And I think that's, mentality. What it, that's what it needs to be. And that's why we're proud to be involved. And, you know, we'll, 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 we'll keep fighting. You know, uh, it's always tough times in life. Mm. But, you know, you just got to keep going. You put one foot in front of the other. You keep striding forward. And eventually you get where you want it to go. But, yeah. With the, the, the tough week that the club had had, you know, with the, the victory on Saturday, Clark played his part coming back to that. I just don't know. It was one of those days where you got home Saturday night. I was absolutely shattered yeah. myself, <laughs> mentally you, you shattered. You didn't even play the game. Yeah, didn't, <laughs> didn't play the game, but uh, kicked every ball up on the gantry. But that uh, no, was just a, a wonderful day and something we need to build on. Forward by Baptiste. Matt, thanks for joining us on the Loftcast. We're talking just moments after a 1-0 win against Sheffield United, which comes on the back of a 2-1 win against Wolves. It seems we just prefer playing teams that are right at the top of the table. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I think it's just the building process because I've said it, said it again so many times. We've been so good for nine, ten games in a row. Um, and you know we're starting to get the rewards of that. Just we have we got that momentum, we got that um, that belief at the moment where everyone's sort of on board and yeah, just pushing each other. Everyone's just pushing each other on the pitch, off the pitch. Everyone's just getting the best out of everyone. And uh, as you can tell, when you know we're under the cosh a little bit in the last ten minutes, we 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 dug deep and same against Wolves. You know we dug deep and, and we got the we got the result. Um, yeah. A very bizarre start to the game. What did you actually see of oh, Idrissa Silla's goal? I didn't see it. I haven't seen it. <laughs> um, I was running back in position. And then I turned around, the keeper's on the floor, and he's just tapped it in. So I always say I watch the, the Football League show and I see some goals and I think, why can't we get one of them? You know, <laughs> Why can't we get someone like that? And I, uh, you know, I'd pay to get someone like that, and, and today we did. And a uh, bit of luck, but... You know, you make your own luck. I think again, it's a it's a reward for what type of um, atmosphere we're creating at this at this football club at the moment. And yeah, I think in anything, you know, you work hard and, and you keep doing the right things, and that luck will you know will be well earned. Like you say, we did get a bit of luck after two minutes, but we still had 88 minutes yeah. against a very strong team that are flying high at the top of the table. So it required more than luck to come away with three points. Yep, you know, again, we dug deep. Uh, we haven't really had one of them games in, a, in a, this year, you know, where we're sort of our backs are up against it, and and we've got to, you know, dig deep and and, and sort of just graft and grind it out. Um, you know, it wasn't the best of football at times, um, but we knew what it was going to be like going into this game. You know, we set up a little bit differently. Um, again, there's a few little tactical changes where, you know, we we kind of wanted to hurt their back three. And sort of pin them back as a back five, so we knew we might have to miss out the midfield a little bit and then go a little bit more direct, and that's what we did, and it paid off. And yeah, well played with the boys for for digging it, 
out till the end. Having beaten a, for me an excellent Wolves side at the weekend, you know who were top, then beating Sheffield United, who are a, a really good side. You know what's the mood like in that dressing room now when you come off the pitch? You see the fans at the end of the game, but what's the mood like within the dressing room? Because that must give you a massive amount of confidence and self-belief the last four days. Um, it does, yeah. Like we're looking at our next opponents, and there's no fear. You know where. We're, we're almost excited, you know. We want to we want to get out there again as soon as we can. We want to keep this going. We don't want the international break to come. We just want to keep going, and uh, yeah, as I said, we're all pushing each other. You know, we're all wanting the best out of each other. We're not letting anyone get away with anything because we know how hard we have to work to you know to win one nil, to win two one. You know, it, there's no easy games, and the boys know that, and the boys are well on board, and, and it just creates just this an incredible atmosphere where we all can. Um, build and, and enjoy it at the same time. Obviously it's a team game but can I come to you, you know you've, you've been given the armband and uh, you know uh, we were talking earlier on, for me sometimes uh, uh, the armband can weigh heavy on someone, for you it seems to have gone the other way, um, you know your, your performances all season have been really good but just of late you've been outstanding, are you enjoying that role? I am, I am, uh, you know at first it was a little bit daunting, you know my f first proper game was uh, Middlesbrough away. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I didn't know what type of person I could be as a captain, and I didn't want to be false or anything like that. So I try to get the best out of people, but you know, I sort of I'm learned I've learned a lot off Nedham because he's not that type of person. He 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 talks to me a lot before games and and in between trainings about the team on and off the pitch, and uh, you know he knows my strengths and he, he just reassures me. Just it doesn't have to change who you are as a player or what you do yep. before the game just because there are people in that change room that will do it Jamie Mackey's uh, you know Jack Robinson's that will get people up Bidwell you know they're all loud they're all shouting they're all you know in people's faces getting us going and, and uh, I'd like to be that person that you know just you know when I play well I feel like the team plays well so um, if I can do that and lead in that way then I'm happy with that and I'm enjoying it I am enjoying it because the boys look to me that looks oh. like you're enjoying it yeah, when yeah. you're playing and uh, long may continue. Yeah, I hope so, I hope so. And uh, the trio in the midfield, people have been speaking about the three of you all season for how well you've played and there's the little moves and the little passes and the nice little touches. Against Sheffield United, it was almost a case of that's going to go out the window and we're going to have to have a very physical battle. And it seemed the three of you all stood up to that challenge. It looked like you knew it was coming, but you all handled it so well. Josh Goen came off and said that was absolutely horrible. <laughs> but that probably summed up what was required to get the three points. Yeah, well, as I said, we changed things a little bit tactically. We sort of had to miss out the midfield a little bit on the ball and just hurt their back four. But knowing that, you know that the second balls are coming in. You know, they had uh, two big boys in midfield and, and they brought on another technical, so they had two technical players, you know, behind us almost trying to get in the holes and it wasn't easy. You know, Freezy unnaturally does it and he's improving every game and he looks like he, he, he's, you know, he can do both sides, both sides of the game and I think that's something that will, that will help him in the long run. You know, he's come a long way from when he first came in. Um, and then, yeah, me and Sko were just... That's just what we have to do. I think we know what type of players we have around us. Um, you know, we have to trust our defenders so we can be ultra aggressive and, and, and get in the faces of the other, other midfielders. And yeah, I don't know. It, it's not the most enjoyable thing, but you know, when we win, it, it sort of seems well worth it.
Yeah, it was a case of needs must. And just finally, just a word on what you said recently, and Ian Holloway said it in the lead-up to this game. He said, this dressing room has become a self-regulating dressing room, almost echoing the words of yourself. What exactly does that mean? Andy Sinton spoke about when he used to play that there was a self-regulating dressing room where people tell each other if they're not happy with each yeah, other. Yeah. Is that what you're alluding to? Yeah, um, 100%. You know, we, we started the season and it, you know, we're off the back of last season where it wasn't, it was a bit of a graft at the end and um, maybe there was a, no one, no one takes it for granted, but you know, you, you, as I said, you want to push everyone in your team. I want to get better. I want to be the best that I can be. It's, I'm almost selfish at like, if you're not pulling your weight, then I'm not going to get to where I want to be. Exactly. And I think everyone's on that page, you know, so the better he does, the better I do. Um, you know, and I might stay championship for the rest of my life, you know, you never know. I might stay at a place where I, I think I could be doing better or something like that but um, I know that for a fact I'm doing the best I can every session mm. and everyone and I don't let anyone get away with it and you know at first you know myself I probably was the harshest at doing it you know telling people and then probably doing it in the worst way but um, the manager's got the boys in a place where you can tell anyone on the pitch mm. to do it right and no one will get you know their backs up or 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 take it off the pitch. So mm. it's because a great Con place to be. Connor Washington said after the game against Wolves, he said, Maslongo set me up for the goal. He said, it's, all, it's funny because we're always bickering about when he passes or when he doesn't pass. Oh, yeah, pass. yeah, yeah. <laughs> me and Connor, I'm on Connor probably the most out of everyone <laughs> all season. We're really good mates, but on the pitch, you know, um, probably the hardest I am on him. And he doesn't take it to heart. And, and fair play to the manager. From the first game of the season, we've he, that's been his mission to keep it, you know, self-governing, um, team where we can we don't need we don't need outside influences to come in and, and and change things or to tell when someone's doing something wrong roll on nottingham forest bring them on you know i'm looking forward to it. everyone as i said we can't wait to get out there again because we've just got this great feeling around a trip to the city ground then on saturday gentlemen um we all know the stat 33 games now in all competitions. We've never won at the City Graham in our illustrious history. 34th time lucky, Andy Sinton? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> that is an incredible stat, actually, uh, when you, when you think you're, you're partly responsible. <laughs> you played in a very good QPR <laughs> team. Exactly. I mean, we, you couldn't win up We there. never won up there. Yeah, we drew a couple, but... Uh, yeah, but you didn't win, did you? <laughs> didn't win. Uh, <laughs> Otherwise, so, we wouldn't be talking about this stat, <laughs> would we? But no, um, <laughs> yeah, records are there. But as sure as night is day, that'll get broken. So why can't it be Saturday? I mean, really, it doesn't have any bearing, no, does no, it? No, it's completely different really. players. Only maybe in the fans' mindset, but not the players. Cause that's what I was about to say. It, as a player, does it have any impact on you? If you're going there and you're playing on Saturday against Nottingham Forest away and you're told, you know, we've never, ever won there. If you go one down at the city ground, do you think, Christ, it's just not meant to it's be? It's dumb. <laughs> yeah. Roll on the internet. Or is it completely not in players' thinking? Nah, it shouldn't be, should it? It doesn't sure. affect the players. Uh, well, I can speak as a former player. It didn't affect me. but It only affects you when someone keeps reminding you how people on the podcast are talking about <laughs> it or what the newspaper keeps throwing up the stat. You know, that's the only yeah. time it really... But no, you're getting the, the lads uh, under Ian or getting that dressing room on Saturday. Um just purely focused on on that one game. Forget the last thirty four mm. up and not for us. It'll just be that one game. What can we do to win the game? And who knows what kind of Forest team you're gonna come up against? Because prior to the week, uh, sorry, the midweek game at Reading, 
they had won seven and lost seven. It's it's difficult to gauge what kind of team Warburton will A, put out and B, will turn up because it's been a real mixed bag of results so far. Hopefully he puts the one out that's lost seven games. <laughs> <laughs> we might draw. <laughs> uh, no, they, they, they seem to be... Uh, They're going in the right direction. Yeah, from where they, they were last year because uh, I, I remember last April, you know, we beat them here 2-0 where mm. we needed the win. Yeah. But actually they then went into the last game of the season Still, by the skin yeah, teeth. Yeah, to survive, you know. So uh, Mark Warburton's gone in there. He's done a, a decent job. He's got a he's got a nice way of playing. Um, but again, I like to talk about us. You know, how can we impose ourselves on us, and how we how can we affect them? Good manager, though, isn't he, Mark Warburton? Somebody that you've always been impressed by during his time yeah, at yeah, Rangers think, and, and Brentford. I thought he did really well up the road at Brentford. You know, um, then went up to. Uh, up to Scotland, uh, and from the outside looking in, seemed mm. to be doing really, really well. You know, it looked from, a great appointment at the time from yeah. afar. Uh, something obviously must have happened, you know. And he's he's now down at Notts Forest, uh, you know, getting his career moving in the in the right direction again. So uh, he loved his team, played in a certain way that we well drilled. He's thorough, and as I say, uh, they'll they'll try and come up with a way of beating us, but. I'm going to back us to get something up there. Prior to that midweek game against Reading, uh, impressive wins against Sheffield United and Hull City, winning three of their last four, as I say, prior to that Reading game. So they're in relatively good shape heading mm. into this fixture, regardless of how that midweek game goes. Yeah, and that comes on the back of one win in eight prior to that recent turn of form. So, yeah, they are in a, a bit of form. Obviously, the, a good win against a strong Sheffield United side as well. So it sounds like we're, we're going to be taking on a a form Nottingham Forest team, the Reading result aside. But what you do know from Ian Holloway is it will be the same again. We'll like he said from, from the start of the season, he wants to create a way of playing, a DNA, a style that people know what to expect from his QPR side. And you know we're going to go there on the attack. There'll be no intention of, right, let's pack the midfield and let's yeah. sit and we will just go at them, which is why that QPR, for me, are so exciting to watch home and away because we just go on the attack and looking at our results so far this season we do better against the teams that are going to come at us it's against the teams like Burton Albion who come and shut up shop that we struggle against and Nottingham Forest judging by 1-7 lost 7 they're a, a team that are perhaps a little bit gung-ho as well looking for the for the three points so based on, on that it should make for an entertaining game and hopefully we, we can get that First win after 33 failed attempts. <laughs> Stan Bowles, a player that played for both sides. Both clubs have come together and there will be collection points around the ground for just for Stan and the local Nottingham-based charity Blooming Dementia on Saturday. And it's good, Andy, to see two clubs come together like that for the greater need of a former player. Very much so. You know, football is a very powerful sport and it's uh, it's great to see that um, former players are, are always remembered from, from our point of view, from a selfish point of view. Um, it continues the the great work that we've done with Stan over the last sort of couple of years, uh, and long that may continue. 